0: Hey there, I'm Allison Ray, and you're listening to the Pace and Pattern Podcast, a place where I talk about simple strategies to help you set the pace and pattern of your real life. This podcast isn't about efficiency or feeling stressed out and guilty about all the things you aren't doing. It's about taking a breath, being thoughtful, and focusing on what really matters to you, how you want your life to look and feel, and giving yourself grace along the way. In our last episode, we talked about rules for setting sustainable goals. Today's episode, episode number three, Tiny Yet Mighty Habits, will be talking about the most sustainable type of goal there is, habits. Okay, so I tried cramming all the things I love about habits into just one episode, and I just couldn't make it fit without talking like an auctioneer or making the episode way longer than usual. So I guess that means there's going to be two episodes dedicated to these little guys and let's face it, probably more in the future because I just love them and I think they're amazing. So for today, we'll be exploring what it is about habits that makes them so powerful. We'll be talking about the amazing potential they have to positively impact our lives Uh, and I'm just really excited about it. Okay, let's dive in. It seems like there's been a lot of buzz around the idea of habits lately, but just in case you're new to the subject, we'll start with a basic definition. So Merriam-Webster defines the word habit as an acquired mode of behavior that has become nearly or completely involuntary. So this brings us to our first reason habits are powerful. They are mindless. So to phrase it another way, habits are those tiny actions you do all the time without even thinking about them. Have you ever been driving to the grocery store then accidentally taking a turn that led you to your work instead? Or have you ever been in the shower and then suddenly not been able to remember whether or not you've washed your hair? So the good news is, you probably don't have early onset dementia. These were just moments when you were going through the motions of your habit while the majority of your brain was processing more important things like the awkward conversation. Maybe you had with your brother or whether or not you should try out some high waisted jeans or what you want to cook for dinner, things like that. So in Charles Duhigg's book, The Power of Habit, he explains that habits are that are deeply ingrained are performed practically at the level of our brainstem. So they free up the rest of our minds to process other kinds of thoughts, maybe more important thoughts or things that require decision-making, things like that. So basically, your habits really are you on autopilot. So I've heard it estimated that nearly half of all our actions we take each day are habits. I don't know how they studied that, but um, that's just crazy. That makes me feel kind of weird almost, but if you think a little harder about it, it's actually pretty awesome. So imagine how tedious it would be if all day long, every day, you had to focus most of your brain power on completing everyday tasks. So like every time you got in the car, it would feel like you were 15 years old with a learner's permit again. I've actually wondered if maybe this is one of the reasons why memories we make when we're on vacation or even like memories when you look back on when you were a kid, I feel like the memories you have hanging out at someone else's house are more vivid than the memories you have when you were at your own house. And I wonder if it's because you don't have as many habits established in that new location. And so your brain is forced to be more active. And so therefore you remember more of it. This is totally me uh, speculating. This is not science. Uh, And the other thing I was wondering is if that for that same reason, It's so stressful the first two months of any huge life transition. So like when you start a new job or you have a baby or you move to a new home are so intense. I wondered if it was because suddenly your brain is forced to form a ton of tiny micro habits all at once. And so you're just worn out. And um, yeah, and it takes so long for you to start to do some of those things mindlessly. Okay, so the second reason our habits are so powerful is exactly because of that, because they are mindless. So they have the power to change our lives for better or for worse. That's our second point. Habits are powerful because they have the power to change our lives for the better or for the worse. Uh, This mindless quality is what makes habits simultaneously exciting and terrifying. The fact that these tiny actions have the power to shape our lives and who we are without us even having to think about them is just plain crazy. So our habits are kind of like streams of water that carve the paths in our brains, directing our behaviors where to flow. Now the beauty of this is if you form a good habit, like brushing your teeth every morning, For instance, then you don't have to talk yourself into doing it. You can just wake up, fight plaque and improve your health effortlessly. On the flip side of that, the scary thing is they have the same potential for us to thoughtlessly slip into a behavior that causes a result we don't want. Okay, so I'm going to use an example that I recently have been trying to undo. So for me, eating ice cream, ice cream is my favorite food. It's like, you know, an occasional treat that I love. But suddenly, I guess because I was pregnant, I don't know. It became this habit of every night eating a big bowl of ice cream. And so then, rather than being a treat, it was just this thing I was doing without even thinking about it. And just, you know, consuming a ton of extra sugar every day. Um, So, you know, that's not great. That's not really what I want. There's a quote by Warren Buffett, and you may have heard this before. It says, chains of habit are too light to be felt until they're too heavy to be broken. So I don't know about you, but when I first heard that quote, I wanted to flump on the floor and turn myself into a pile of human despair. But then I learned a little more about habits, and now as much as I hate to disagree with Mr. Buffett, I actually think that when it comes to habit change, whether we're forming a new habit or break in one we don't want. This definitely isn't easy, and, but I also think there's a tremendous amount of hope and potential there. Habits are powerful because they help us change. That's our third point. Habits are powerful because they help us change. They can help you overcome some tendencies you don't love about your natural wiring. So we don't have control over our genes or the way we were raised, and we don't have control over the things that have happened to us in the past but for most of us we have a decent amount of control over our own habits so for me i always thought that the reason i just couldn't seem to get it together and do some of the things that i knew were important and cared about like you know reading the bible regularly or exercising or keeping my home clean you know somewhat clean or even just like finishing projects was because I just wasn't type A enough or disciplined enough or organized enough or maybe I just like wasn't that kind of person. I'm an ENFP and I'm a seven, if those letters and number mean anything to you. So like I remember my third grade teacher sent a note home from school that said, "Allison lacks organizational skills. She doesn't stay on task and she talks too much in class. Okay, so this note sums up most of the struggles I've had my entire adult life. And then I fell into this pattern of setting these same goals year after year and never accomplishing any of them and just feeling like a failure and worrying that I had some kind of learning disability that prevented me from ever following through on things. And, you know, eventually just resolving that I need to be okay with that and just comfort myself that at least I'm fun and I can be flexible sometimes. So then I read Charles Duhigg's book, Power of Habit, the one I mentioned earlier, and I learned a little more about habit formation, and I realized that maybe, just maybe, these things like, aren't so much about personality as they're about habits. So you can't change your personality. And honestly, none of us really want to do that anyway, right? But you can change your habits. So. I will probably never, actually I will definitely never be as naturally neat and organized as my sister Rachel, but I can focus on forming the habit of making my bed every morning and putting my dirty clothes in the hamper. I will never have a six pack probably because, you know, I've had four kids and I don't think I'm really built that way, but I can form the habit of doing 15 minutes of yoga every morning. So this concept was truly a revelation to me. Change is hard, but it is possible. I've just been going about it the whole wrong way. Okay, so now for the final reason habits are so powerful. Our habits reinforce and shape how we think about ourselves. There's a strong link between what we do and who we think we are. We think of ourselves as being a certain type of person. And so most of the time we act in a way that's congruent with that identity We form for ourselves. So like, runners run, writers write, musicians play music, morning people wake up early, and you get it, on and on. So the natural assumption here is that our actions flow out of our identity, right? Our actions flow out of our identity. And I do think this is true, but I also think we underestimate the power our actions have in impacting how we see ourselves. So the shaping of our identities is really more circular than it is linear. Did the runner think of herself as a runner before she started running every day? Probably not. She ran once, then twice, then again, and over time she formed the habit of running. And then she started to think of herself as being a runner. And because she now thinks of herself as a runner, she's inspired to keep living out this identity by running every day. I would even venture to guess that most of the time, our actions precede some of the facets of our identity rather than the other way around. To me, this is the most inspiring way to think about habits. You aren't just trying to add the habit of reading. You're becoming a reader. You aren't just someone who eats veggies every day. You're becoming a person who values health. So thinking about habits this way is exciting because there's so much potential. You can start to think about one small step You want to take towards shaping a dimension of the kind of person you want to become. And then you can actually make progress towards that in a concrete way. It's just awesome. All right. So that's it for why habits are so powerful. And I don't know. I just hope that this was inspiring. I put a link to some of my favorite books on habits in the show notes. If you're itching to learn more, you can check those out. And our next episode will be all about more of the practical side of habits, how we can focus on actually forming a new habit or maybe breaking a bad habit that we don't want. I'm really excited about it. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you feel a little more inspired to think proactively about setting the pace and pattern of your real life.